Hey, everybody. Week one of the NFL season is complete, and it was exciting. Multiple overtime games, upsets, and some fantasy game winning performances. Welcome to the September 13th Father, Son, and Holy Sport NFL show. I'm G-Man here in Ohio. I'm here with my man, T-Money. What's up, T? What's going on, G-Man? I'm just... What a wild first weekend. So many upsets, so many great games, just things coming down the wire, unexpected wins. Awesome first weekend. Couldn't have been even any more fun. Hey, what do you think of that Monday night performance? What, what stuck out to you there? Holy crap, man. Last I night. Mean, it was last night. We're recording on Tuesday night. That's last night's game. I know, man. I think just Nathaniel Hackett's first day coaching as a head coach in the NFL and just – does that atrocious of a job with the timeouts and selecting to kick the second longest field goal ever instead of trusting his quarter of a billion dollar quarterback to get five yards. So Russell yeah. Wilson blows up in Seattle, doesn't really perform. I mean, it just a wild, wild game. Wild, wild yeah. game. Russell's 29 of 42, threw for 340, but only one passing touchdown and 17 fantasy points. Geno Smith. Really outplayed him except for the interception. He had an interception, didn't he? Or maybe he didn't. Yeah. Did he have an I interception? Mean, Russell he Wilson was 23 had, of 28. Yeah, he killed you know, it. Russell good. Wilson had two picks dropped as well. I mean, it was just bad. Luckily for Russell Wilson, pretty Nathaniel Hackett even, messed everything up. I mean, kind of an even quarterback performance, those two. Shocking Russell to really Russell's supposed to be top five, baby. Where you at, Russ? I know. Crazy. Last thing. That's... Love G love Geno Smith's quote at the end of that. He, she asked, What do you think say to all the people that wrote you off? And he said, the, to the people that wrote me off, that's why I never wrote them back. <laughs> I love that. Love it. Hey, y'all. If you love what you're seeing every week, press that like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Hey, look for us on all the platforms where you watch and listen at Father, Son, and Holy Sport. Let's get ready for week two. Looking ahead, hey, it starts on Thursday. Big AFC West showdown between the Chiefs and Chargers Thursday night, man. And we and we got a doubleheader to finish it off on Monday night. Let's get to the NFL rundown, team money. Let's start off with the big-name guy, the guy that had the revenge play, Baker Mayfield. Did he prove the doubters wrong? I mean, I think so. I think he played a great game for circumstance. He brought these guys back. It was looking like uh, Cleveland was running away with this thing, 17-7, and then they kept piling it on, and he couldn't move the ball. And then he brings these guys back, right? And he has the it lead is. until Cleveland kicks the final field goal. 235 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. You could see the passion was there. Christian McCaffrey wasn't really converting, and that O-line was horrible for the Panthers just Miles Garrett was in that backfield every play so I give Baker credit he was clearly on a, a a worse team and an inferior team and a horrible offensive line and he almost willed those guys to a win this would be a very different conversation right now if that kicker hadn't made a kick right we'd be praising Baker we'd be saying what a game how great did he yeah. do you can't you just because that kicker made that kick, we can't change our narrative, right? Like he almost did this. So go wow. Baker, really proud of him for how he showed up. I'm proud of him too, but I don't think he proved the doubt is wrong. Not yet. He's got to win those games. Winning is what it's all about. The yeah. reason they were 
trying to come from behind is because they started so slow. Yeah, he's got to start more effectively. He's got to be better, man. Hey, he finished the final five drives, like you said, his final five drives, nine of 12 passing for 211 yards and two touchdowns. So that's what he's got to do at the beginning and his team will win. Nope. Totally agree with you, man. He'd started slow, but I mean, that's the thing. He made one of those long drives at the end to take the lead. So got to give the guy credit. He had the lead with four seconds left and a kicker made a kick. So it'd be a very different conversation uh, coming in on Monday, Tuesday, this week from ESPN and Fox sports and father, son, and Holy yeah. sport. If, uh, if he had missed <laughs> that. So I know, like how I, you want to include us in that. Exactly. Sentence. Exactly. So got to keep the same energy. Good for Baker. Like I think he's still got a little ways to prove the doubters hey, the wrong. Guy, the guy under more pressure than Baker is Matt Rule. Eight straight losses now for Matt Rule. Yep. He's got to get it together. Hopefully Baker can help him turn this thing around a little bit. Let's move on to another game, though. Was played in a monsoon. My gosh. San Francisco loses to Chicago. What are your thoughts there, man? Shocker of a win for Chicago. Is San Francisco overrated all of a sudden? Yeah, look back at some of the stats. They start like this every year. Remember, they've been to the NFC Championship game two of the last three seasons. So don't let this dissuade you. This team has been effective in the playoffs, but they start slow. Look at this. Look at these stats. When Shanahan was offensive coordinator, at Houston, Cleveland, and Atlanta, he was four and five in the opening game. As a head coach of the 49ers, he's two and three in that opening game. So they typically do start slow. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Nothing to worry about. This Trey Lance, you know, he's still getting reps. And his first freaking start of the season is in a torrential downpour. I mean, they were literally swimming. You could see that they were in feet of water because we're playing at Chicago, which might be the worst place to play in the rain. Justin Fields with a diving slide, the 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 water slide at the end of the game. Yeah, it it was a crazy game to watch. I don't take anything away from this from Trey Lance. I mean, that was literally the worst place you could have played in the rain because Chicago has a, does not have turf. They have a real field. So I don't really think anything about it. Justin Fields won a game and completed eight passes. Like hey, I don't take anything either way. Good for Justin Fields. Happy for the guy though. 49ers gave up a 10 point second half lead though. They can't do that. Both teams no. are playing in the rain. That's true. The defense true. was trying to hold it together. The defense was doing pretty well. They were doing it, but the offense just was totally ineffective. Lance, 46% of his passes completed. I agree, part of that's the rain. But here's some other issues. 12 penalties. 12 penalties for 99 yards. That's not good. And also, Kyle Shannon shows no confidence in those backups behind Mitchell after Mitchell got hurt. He kept giving it to Depot, man. They have no confidence in those other running backs. Yeah, and that's surprising because in the past, I mean, no one knew who Elijah Mitchell was last year until the back in front of him got hurt. So what are we talking about here? Like, why can't – usually this guy's rotating running backs left and right. So I agree with you. you got to trust those backs. That's your whole system. But I'm not worried. I think this team is still incredibly talented. I think the Niners are going to be in the playoffs and going to be in contention later on. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Hey, San Francisco at home this Sunday. Seattle comes into town. And the early line is San Fran by nine. So, hey, man, the 49ers should get back on track, and we'll be talking about them getting a win. Yeah. Hey, let's jump over to the AFC. 
talk about the reigning AFC champions. Hey, are you worried about Joe Burrow at all? Uh, no, I am not worried about Joe Burrow because he almost won a game. He had no business winning. He had five turnovers, four picks and a fumble, and he still almost won this game. They should have won it in regulation. They should have won it in overtime. A blocked thing, field goal and a missed Baker, field goal. Another kick. Yeah, and, and this one even more on the Bengals because it was a blocked field goal, so that's a missed assignment. And then a missed field goal, just a shank. So he should have missed won this game. Missed extra point. Missed yeah. Missed extra point. So I don't take anything away from Joe Burrow, but I am very concerned about the O-line. Cincinnati spent yeah. a lot of money this offseason yeah. on this right. offensive line, upgrading, bringing in multiple two to three new yeah. people that are supposed to be pillars now on this offensive line moving forward. And my God, was TJ Watt and Albert Hainsworth in that, or Hayward, sorry, in that backfield yeah. every time you turned around. Joe Burrow was either getting sacked or throwing the ball and getting picked because he has under pressure. So I'm worried about this offensive line moving forward. I'm hoping it's because they haven't played a lot together and they could be more cohesive moving forward. But Joe Burrow, he's fine. Yeah, I love Joey B looking good overall. Just like Baker, though, he started too slow. He looked rusty. He didn't get the reps in camp with that uh, appendectomy issue. Yeah. So that I didn't think he got all the reps. He did settle in in the second half. He ended up with 338 passing yards and two, two touchdowns. And you know what? Burrow and Chase are unstoppable. Oh, that man. combination. They can't, you can't stop those guys. You cannot. Go back to the LSU days. They played together at LSU. These guys are lethal together, My man. God. My God. It is amazing. Holy crap. Hey, Pittsburgh. Here's another interesting issue that I saw. Pittsburgh used cover two. 28% of Burroughs dropbacks. That's the second highest rate in week one. They don't, Pittsburgh only used that 14% of the time last year, but they double that. 28% using a cover two, forcing Burrow to throw down low underneath and dink and yeah. dunk. So Burrow may have to look at more dink, dunk kind of stuff maybe. What do you think? Hey, it sounds like they're treating Joe Burrow like he's Patrick Mahomes, and I love every minute of it because that's how talented this guy is. I mean, hey, they, they can do that with Chase. Chase might be just as talented after the catch. So, oh, my God, those guys are just like on a wavelength above everyone else. Like they just communicate like some of those elite guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae kind of thing. Like yeah. they've got it already. So it, I'm not worried about Joe Burrow in this offense moving forward. He proved that he could have his worst game of his career and they should have still won this thing. So and hey, just sidebar Pittsburgh. You're struggling this much to barely pull out a win versus these guys. Oh my God. I'm not high on Pittsburgh moving forward. This is going to be an atrocious year for them. They're worse than I even thought, <laughs> but let's go to another team. You know, I know that Pittsburgh's struggling with the quarterback, but how about the Cowboys? The Cowboys lose Dak Prescott for six to eight weeks to thumb surgery on his throwing arm. What do you think? Cowboys officially done for the year here, G man. Well, we've been down this road before with Dak getting hurt and bringing these guys in that, that are terrible. They have to do something now. Okay. Have a sense of urgency. This is going to get ugly. Well, you know, Jimmy G is going to be tough to get because of the way Lance is playing. I don't think they can get rid of Jimmy G yet. Lance has not proven himself yet. I know that they said they're committed to him, but I tell you, I don't think they're getting Jimmy G, but they have to go after somebody. Gardner Minshew, 
Nick Foles, Mason Rudolph, one of those guys. If they can't get Jimmy. Yep. I mean, I think they should trade for Jimmy G for sure. I, um, I just don't know if Jimmy G is going to be able to get them over the hump. If this is how good their offense is, because Dak Prescott's lucky he got hurt. Just like Russell Wilson's lucky Nathaniel Hackett's the one that messed up. Now we're talking about Dak Prescott's injury and not the quarterback play because that was awful. They're the only yeah. team in the NFL to not score a touchdown in week one. Dak was horrible before this injury. Yeah. Horrible. Right. So let's not act like this team was going to be world beaters, even if Dak was still on this team. So that's why I'm not high on Jimmy G going there and succeeding, but he they should to try to, because that division's typically so easy, they should go get him because they could still maybe keep that team afloat. But no, this team is in real trouble. I've been on the Eagles slowly throughout this offseason, and now I am full-fledged Eagles. I called it right before the season that I'm on the Eagles now to win that division, and now it's solidified. Okay, the Eagles won their first game and looked pretty solid, and now these Cowboys with another major injury to Dak and now how horrible that offense looked, they're done. Yeah, well, you did call Philly. I, I have the Cowboys, so you're looking pretty good right now. Philly is going to pass them up if they don't make a move here. They can't wait. Dak's out four weeks probably. Uh, they have no speed on the outside. It's not just zero. Dak. I mean, it's, I think you need two, at least two strong receivers. You look at all the great receivers. Look at Chase. He's got two other good receivers on that mm -hmm. wide receiver core. Uh, you look at uh, C.D. Lamb. You say, well, they got C.D. Lamb. Yeah, but they have C.D. and Amari. Okay, now you can feed off of each other. Yeah. I just don't think they have anyone like that that Dak can go to that can break away. Yeah, there's no separation. The, I mean, it just, their offensive line is bad. They're, it just is bad. The defense didn't play horrible, but I mean, this offense looked bad. I yeah, mean, it's the offense. Hey, Mac, Jones scored a, Mac Jones scored a touchdown this weekend and the Cowboys didn't. Let's just start there. Like, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> hey, Bengals visit the Cowboys Sunday afternoon. The line is Bengals minus seven. So it may not be getting any better for the Cowboys if that comes through. It's the third straight season that the Dallas Cowboys have lost their opener. So nothing new, but Philly has improved, and Philly could take the NFC East. Yeah. Let's go back to the AFC, the Chiefs. Week one put up 44 points team money on Arizona. A good team. Just lit them up on offense. Ooh. Are we no longer worried about the Chiefs? Well, let me just say this and give credit to who really deserves it. And that's Cousin Randy because he called this. <laughs> he had a whole chant about it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think, I don't know, my, me being stupid might have disagreed with him. But Cousin Randy was on this. All the haters, look who's coming back to the Chiefs being a good team and the best in the NFL. No, no, no. No, no, no. You hold your line because, man, did they look good. Holy yeah. crap. That was an effortless win. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was just dropping it in the bread bed basket. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. These just the throws he were making were yeah. unbelievable. 360 yards, five touchdowns. The Cardinals were a playoff team last year. They, were, they started like 10 and two. And look, yeah. they just murdered them. So they made them look like a high school team and this Chiefs team, I am not worried about one bit. They looked like the best team in the NFL yesterday. I don't know about you, but that was an impressive performance. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I'll tell you what, if you're playing against Mahomes, 
a little tip of a little advice for you D coordinators. Don't blitz him in the red zone. The Cardinals <laughs> blitz Mahomes nine of his 12 dropbacks in the red zone. 75% of the time they blitzed him in the red zone. Of those blitzes, Mahomes went seven for nine and five touchdowns. Yeah, good luck, man. Powerful. Good Powerful. luck. Hey, I'm, big, big Thursday night game this week. The Chiefs play the Chargers, baby. I know ooh, you're looking for that team one. money. The Chiefs favored by three and a half at home on that one. That's going to be good. Yeah, this will be a great game. You know, I'm high on the Chargers this year as well. I think they're a true Super Bowl contender. And, man, this is going to be a battle. That defense is solid for the Chargers, and Herbert's just on the ascension. But, man, I think Patrick Mahomes just solidified himself. Like, I'm the best quarterback in this league now, and everyone stopped talking about Rodgers and Brady. That's that's the way that felt. That was a statement win. So good for the Chiefs and good for Mahomes, proving the doubters wrong and everyone crawling back. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, a, a team that was actually the number one seed last year in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> okay? Very interesting game versus the Giants. I'm not sure if Cousin Randy also might have called this one here with the Titans <laughs> being done, but what the heck happened this weekend, G? Are the Titans bad or are the Giants good? Well, it's a great question that you ask right there. I picked the Titans to win the division, and you did not. So you're looking good out of the gates here, my man. All but, right. You know, I know where you're going here. The Titans did not look good, but I'll tell you what the real story is. The Giants are much better with Dable as their coach. Yeah. And Saquon can make any coach look good. Ooh. I could look good oh coaching that team with Saquon. Jeez, he could. Saquon, 164 rushing yards. 22% of his carries went for 10 or more yards. Think My about that. God. He was a significant receiving threat, though. You know, he had 33% of the targets. One of the three targets going to Saquon. The guy took over the game. Oh, my God. What a performance by Saquon. He is back, and he's coming back with a vengeance. I mean, everyone kind of wrote this guy off after two straight years of, you know, on and off injuries. Wow. Love what Saquon did. Dayball clearly is the stabilizing factor that this franchise needed. I mean, he clearly knows what he's doing there, making Daniel Jones look yeah. like a competent quarterback. This offense was humming. And I, I mean, I don't think the Titans are bad. I thought they were going to regress. I thought they stole it a shot at the, at the division, but my God, the giants proving that they are no longer a low level team. This is going to be hard for the NFC East teams. It's going to be hard for teams like the Titans who are middle of the road guys. Cause these guys have jumped a few pegs on the tiers list of NFL teams. Good for them. Last second field goal. Uh, I think Dayball was quoted saying while the ball was in the air, I was just hoping that bitch would go in. So <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. That's Giants funny. That's are funny. the real deal. Yeah, you got some good quotes tonight, baby. Now, yeah. I love your quotes. Say, Jones, he played better, but he was not great. So just to clarify that, Competent. no points in the first half. Competent. No points in the first half for this team. They scored 21 points in the second half. He did lead a 73-yard game-winning drive at the end with a touchdown pass and that successful two-point conversion to Saquon. So he did come through yeah. in that second half. And the Giants offense looking a lot better. 
in week one, only the Chiefs and Bills. Think about this. Only the Chiefs and Bills average more yards per play than the Giants. 6.7 yards per play for the Giants. The Giants host Carolina this Sunday at 1 o'clock. They're favored by two and a half points. All right. Could they Could go 2-0 right now? That, that NFC East, everyone's 1-0 except for the Cowboys who are 0-1. Cowboys are in the cellar, baby. Hey, let's move on to the chug and chant. It's time for the, to run to Cousin Randy, who T-Money's been talking about for this week's chug and chant. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Just listen to some albums here. I got Top Gun going because it's Cousin Randy with this week's Chug and Chant and someone's in the danger zone. So let me get this chug in and then it's time to chant. All right. All right, Patriots fans. I'm sorry. Your reign's done. Bill Belichick's lost a step, and he's out here promoting defensive coordinators and special teams guys to run his offense. They don't know anything, and clearly they're out of sync. This Patriots team is bad, and not only bad, but they're boring. And you're telling me you can only manage seven points? You scored one touchdown versus the Dolphins? Who the hell are the Dolphins? You're supposed to have their number, Bill Belichick. You're letting Tua come in here and shred you alive. Tua, Bill Belichick. Time to lay up the laces, all right? You're done. Just set the shoes aside. Go play some golf down in Florida. It's done. Patriots, your, your reign's over, guys. You had your fun. Tom Brady for 20 years, great for you. Now, let us have some fun, the rest of us, because you, you're done. Enjoy this mediocrity. Enjoy being bad, because you're going to be for a long time with this offense, with this head coach, and with this quarterback. G-Man, Team Money, what do you guys think? Patriots reign over, officially? And Randy, hey, man, great job over there. Randy's starting to gain some credibility and focus on sports here, Team Money. And, yeah, hey, I agree, man. Patriots, man, could the rain be over? It kind of breaks my heart to to think that the rain might be over. But they broke my heart when Tom Brady left. And now, you know, it's just kind of sealing in the coffin. Yep, yep. Hey, and once again, credit to Cousin Randy. He might have to come on as a full-time analyst on the show the way he's predicting things right now. Yeah, he's He's going to replace replace us. He's going to replace us, man. It's impressive. But no, as far as the Patriots reign, I think everyone saw this coming. Like no one was going to win a Super Bowl with, you know, Mac Jones and how badly this team's been put together. But I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, my God, that was an atrocious game. It is just bad to watch. Right. And I, what's going to be hilarious is to watch Pittsburgh and the Patriots this weekend, like two horrible quarterback and offensive teams go at it. So I'm sorry, Bill Belichick. He can't draft young talent anymore either. Right. So it seems like he can't coach. He's promoting the wrong guys in his system. So he's got defensive guys, coaching offensive guys. And now we can't replenish the well drafting good young players. They're screwed at all levels. They're screwed at all levels. Well, you know, in business, it's all about your leadership team. You got a great leadership team. You can build a great organization because the leadership team kind of sets the tone. They bring not only the knowledge, but the spirit and the enthusiasm and the team building. And that's what this team needs. They're messing around with this offensive coordinator role. Why are they messing around? Go get someone that's really strong and put them on the staff and start building that. I know. I agree with you, man. What do you think, though? 
Should Bill Belichick what retire? Oh, and no, no, no. Okay. No, no. He's, no, he's, no, he's not that. He's not there. Okay. Uh, no, no. A few he's more fine. years. He's fine. If, he if just, he has a few more years really, like this, it might be uh, Robert Kraft pushing him out the door. Hey, you know, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, same age. Did you know that? Hey, well, Pete 70. Carroll might be pushed out They're the door. They're both the same too. age. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, they're both the same age. Um, you know, Belichick, he's got a little more credibility than which than getting rid of him. He's got to sure. build. He's got to build that team, though. He's got to build that team. He lost his OC, and he really didn't replace him. Now yeah. we got Mac Jones with back spasms, and he's questionable. And they face a road matchup here, a tough road matchup with a confident Pittsburgh unit. Pittsburgh, man, they really showed some strengths. Yeah. And New England's at Pittsburgh Sunday at one. And somehow they're favored in this game. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. I am truly, truly like going to be laughing my ass off watching this game. Like, I just think it's going to be the, maybe the worst quarterback play game of the entire year. All right. Well, let's move on to big bets. Let's get some big bets going. Let's All right. get our fans, our father, son fans here with some picks that they can win some money on team money. We're going to do a lock of the week, a dog lock. And then if team money asked me a prop lock of the week, a player prop lock of the week, but let's go to our lock pick of the week. It's a pick that you can take to the bank, man. Team money. Who do you got this week? I got the Bucks minus two and a half versus the Saints. I know it's at the Saints, um, and everyone's going to say oh, the Saints, you know, won this weekend. And they put up a good amount of points, and Michael Thomas is back, yada, yada, yada. You did it versus the Falcons, okay? You The Falcons were wiping them early, like just crushing the Saints. The Bucks aren't going to let a team like that come back when they're already beating them. And this team is 10 times the team that the Falcons are, regardless of if you have any questions about the Bucs. They're still contenders. I think Tom Brady didn't have a great game last week, wasn't as focused. I think he's going to be dialed in this week and just come in and destroy these Saints. I, I, don't, I don't see that. If this was at the Bucs, this would be a six-point line. So I don't see the Saints staying with the Bucs here at all. Okay. 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 I like that pick. But historically, the Saints have played them tough. But two and a half, maybe they can still overcome that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go to Lincoln Financial Field for the Monday night game. The Vikings visit Philadelphia. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites in this one. The over-under is 51 and a half. I like the Eagles here. The matchup will feature the two, two of the better receivers in the NFL. We got Justin Jefferson at 184 yards and two touchdowns against A.J. Brown, who had 155 yards in Ooh. week one. Minnesota's going to be the trendy pick. Everybody likes them. They're coming in. They're the dog. But they historically have not played well on Monday night, team money 4-12 no. against the spread. They also are 3-27 against the spread following a win. Okay, Ooh. team money And also the Eagles are 3-0-1. The last four times they've been a home favorite. I'm going with Phil W here, man. They started as a three-point favorite. It's now down to one and a half. Give me the Eagles with that one and a half before that line changes, baby. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. I don't like that you're going against my Vikings, though. But Kirk Cousins, you're right, is not good in primetime games. So I totally understand this pick. He's sometimes when the lights are brightest, he doesn't perform the best. But, hey, did I tell you about that Vikings 
pick last week. I told you to take the Vikings. I just needed to call that out, even though I didn't get the dog lock pick because we had a we had a restriction on it. So I should get a half point for that. Um, let me okay. go uh, to my Who's dog, your dog lock? my dog lock here, and that's the Commanders. Uh, minus two and a half versus the Lions. Okay. I know the Lions played the Eagles well, but I think the Eagles kind of packed it in after they got up big. The Commanders played the Jags and the Jags, I'm higher on than the Lions. Okay. I like the Jags. So they, it, they had control of that okay. game. They let the Jags back in it a little bit, but Carson Wentz looked good. All right. Those running back, Antonio Gibson looked good. And so did Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. Like, the, yeah. that was a decent offense. Dare we say Wentz, Carson Wentz? I mean, if Carson Wentz can play like that again versus a mediocre Lions team who should be up for the running for one of the worst teams in the league, two and a half seems like too big for me. And I'll take the um, Commanders in this game. Shocking that the Lions are favored. Shocking. Or, or, um, I apologize. Is it? The Lions are favored minus two and a half. So this will be plus two and a half for the commanders. So yeah, oh, okay. shocked, shocked here that the Lions are favored in this game by two and a half. I'm just getting your bet down here. Commanders plus two and a half on team money's dog yeah. lock. All right. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, just, well, just add to that Carson Wentz second in week one in fantasy points, 29 fantasy points behind Josh Allen. Yeah. It was Carson Wentz. Number two. That's crazy, man. Hey, let's go to Acrisure Stadium. You probably don't know where Acrisure Stadium is at, but that's that Team is, Money. That is the Pittsburgh's new stadium. That is in Pittsburgh, Team Money. That is in Pittsburgh. Not Heinz Stadium. It's Acrisure Stadium. wonder what they sold that for. The naming rights. A lot of money for that uh, Heinz family, probably. Hey, where the New England Patriots coming to town. You talked about it earlier, man. Pittsburgh's getting one and a half points, and the over-under is 40. The lowest of week two. This is going to be a slugfest, low-scoring, beat-it-out game. The Patriots are favored despite their terrible performance in week one. They play the Steelers on the road. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it. I like that home team. The Patriots are currently 0-4 against the spread in their last four road games. They're 1-5 against the spread in their last six games. And Mac Jones might not even play. And finally, Team Money, did you know the Steelers are 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 games against the AFC? So give me the Steelers plus one and a half at home here for my dog lock pick of the week. And so let's move on to one of my favorite segments, G-Man's prop lock oh, of the week. Yeah. Who do I got? Hey, man, I'll tell you, when we record on Tuesday, there's not a lot of these player props that are out there yet. So I kind of give you my feeling, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a pick. Uh, I like Saquon Barkley here over a half point five rushing touchdowns. Okay. Did you see what Cleveland did in week one versus the Carolina defense? Saquon's up against a Carolina defense that hunt and Chubb combined for 175, 170, 187 yards, 5.7 yards of carry against that Carolina defense. And now we got Saquon coming in behind a better offensive line. He's the guy that they go to in the red zone. He's a guy that can break off a long run and get it to the, to the end zone. I just think Saquon's going to get a touchdown and beat this player prop of a half. Over 0.5 rushing touchdowns, Saquon Barkley. That's my pick of the week for the player prop. 
I also, they're not out yet, but I like A.J. Brown or Hurts, something to do with those two together on offense, going over. I think the Eagles are going to get some offense going with those two guys. I also do like Kirk Cousins, even though I predicted him to lose. I do like Kirk Cousins, the man behind me, to put up some big numbers. The over-under is 51 in that Philly uh, Vikings game. So they could they could both put up some points. Uh, so those are my player props of the week, man. All right. I love it, G-Man. Nice. Hey, thank you. Hey, let's go on to the fantasy. All you fantasy managers, you've been waiting so patiently. Fantasy managers, let's move on and let's play a game, man. Let's play, let's play a hot and cold game with T-Money and me. We're going to do G-Man does the hot picks. I try to find a player in the middle of the pack, the cheaper DFS play to give you some bargains to start those players. T-Money is going to give you cold starters that might be on your bench that you should not, that might be in your starting lineup that you should bench because they're going to break your heart, man. So listen to T-Money. And, hey, we're recording this on Tuesday, so remember a lot can change. To my hot quarterback pick, I'm going with Kirk Cousins here, man. 16.6 fantasy points is the prediction. I think he's going to beat that. He he played uh, against Bay through 277 yards, 23 of 32, both touchdown throws to Justin Jefferson, who's going to continue to light it up, man. And their new coach loves the passing game. I think yeah. they're going to be throwing more. Cousins is only sacked once as well. So facing the Eagles in week two, only 6,400 bucks on DraftKings to go get Kirk Cousins. He's my hot quarterback pick of the week to overperform. All right. Hey, you know I'm high on Kirk Cousins and those Vikings all year, so I like it. Um, what my, you got for the cold? My cold pick of the week is Tua Tungavailoa. Everyone's going to be high on this guy because he just went in and played the Patriots, who yeah. I am not high on myself. Tua only had 14.2 points last week in a game that seemed like he would have more and run away with. So now you're telling me he's going to yeah. go play versus Baltimore and he's going to have 17.2 versus a better team and a better defense. I don't buy it at all. Baltimore held Joe Flacco, who attempted 60 passes to one touchdown and one pick. So I don't trust Tua to do much better than that. He's definitely not going to throw 60 passes, and he's probably not going to throw for 300 yards. So I don't trust this Tua projection at all if that's all he can manage versus a mediocre Patriots defense going up against this Baltimore defense now. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, man. I know you're good with these cold picks, Tua. Finished 20th in the quarterback behind Flacco. Yeah. You're right. He did not do well and could be tough for this week. Let's go to our running backs. I'm going to go for a hot running back pick here. I like Antonio Gibson of Washington to outperform. He's projected 16.3. He's at the Lions. Washington at the Lions. Hey, babies. All you Gibson fans. He's back, man. He had a great week one. He had 21 touches. Hot, those Antonio Gibson fans have been waiting for this man. Yeah. Had 130 yards. He should be in line against Detroit, against the Lions. They allowed 36 fantasy points to the Eagles running backs. Gibson should light this up. I like the buy on DraftKings. 6200 bucks on DraftKings for Antonio Gibson. My hot running back pick of the week to overperform. Yep. I mean, you're right, man. 
all these fantasy managers that drafted him and got him at a great value, it seems like, because this guy should have been an early round pick, and now he dropped because of the Brian Robinson stuff and some rumors coming out, but he's proven them all wrong right now. Yeah. Well, let me go to a guy that I've been talking about since day one. Derrick Henry's my cold running back of the week. I think this trend is going to continue. I've been saying it about preaching it about the Titans in general and Derrick Henry in fantasy. He's projected 16.5 versus Buffalo this week. That's an elite defense. All right. And he only had 8.2 versus the Giants, who were supposed to have no defense. And he also got leveled. If you saw a clip from last weekend, man, did Derrick Henry get Derrick Henry. He's been getting hit. He's been getting hit in that first game. They were clubbing him. Clubbing him. So give me Derrick Henry as a cold running back. I am not high on this guy all year. I've been saying it since day one. Too many miles. This Titans team is not good anymore. And they're too reliant on him. They're going to stuff the box. Buffalo is one of the best defenses. It's not the best in the league. And they're going to know what to do. So 16.5, no way. Hey, Derrick Henry, not in the top 20 running backs in fantasy this past week. But team money, real quick. What do you think about Dontrell Hilliard, his running back teammate? Dontrell Hilliard, number six in fantasy, 2190. Do you think the points go to Dontrell Hilliard, or you don't like anybody in this game? No, I don't like anyone. I just think Hilliard got lucky on a couple uh, passes when he went out for a pass, you know, kind of the, you know, he's kind of like the JD McKissick. Like you're never really going to start the guy, but McKissick could go off for 20 every once in a while because he catches a couple touchdown passes so i don't uh, trust to start anyone you have to start henry on this team but you know especially in dfs i am not riding this henry train anywhere right now hey well let's wrap up the hot and cold going to the receivers let's go to the hot receiver that i like to overperform i'm going jarvis landry down in new orleans Ooh. you talked about the new orleans bucks game i just like jarvis landry 9.4 expected points the guy just got 21 he just got 21 fantasy points. Where did he land in our uh, – I'm going to give you a number here. Here he is. He's number 15 amongst all the receivers in the NFL in week one. 21 fantasy points, 114 yards. Uh, he caught seven of nine targets. The guy had a great game. Yeah, I know it's a tough game. matchup against the Bucks defense, but I think he has a high floor. And uh, projection of 9.4, I think he's going to beat that. And if you're playing DFS – He's only 5,000 bucks on DFS. I just think that's a good play, good value play for Jarvis Landry as the hot wide receiver pick of the week to overperform. I like it. I'm on that Jarvis train as well. My cold receiver of the week is Deontay Johnson. He is projected for uh, 12.5 versus the Patriots. And I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky at all. I'm just... There's too much stuff to go around. They got George Pickens. They got Chase Claypool. They got Najee Harris to feed. And I don't think that this offense is good. He had won a circus catch last week. I think he's immensely talented. But unfortunately, like I said, his quarterback's Mitchell Trubisky. So until hopefully Deontay Johnson catches a touchdown, because that's the only way anyone other than Najee Harris on this team is going to be breaking 10 points uh, every week. All right. Good pick, team money. Hey, let's keep this moving as we move toward the end of our show. Hope you all enjoying the show here, man. We got some big bets for you. Now we're bringing some fantasy as we work toward the finish. 
of Father Son Sports here on Tuesday night. We're going to play a little take or mistake to wrap things up here. I pick a player that has had a big week or could have a big week. T-Money tells me, should we take the bait or would that be a mistake? And T-Money has no idea which guys I'm picking. I'm going to pick three players here, starting with the quarterback. And let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' team money. He threw for 195 yards in Green Bay's week one loss. He ended with no touchdowns, one interception, and five fantasy points. Can fantasy managers R-E-L-A-X and confidently start Aaron Rodgers this week, expecting him to bounce back against the Bears at home? Team money. Is Rodgers a take this week as a starter? And fantasy lineups, or would you would starting Aaron Rodgers this week be a mistake? I would take it. I don't Ooh. trust Chicago. Ooh, uh, he usually has that. their number. He usually has their number. I just think it's going to be easy for him to score two touchdowns and throw two 250 yards. Like I think he's going to do that, but I don't trust him versus many other teams moving forward. He's at home. There's a pretty mediocre team. Their defense isn't good. Like, don't take anything away from the San Francisco game. It was a monsoon. Like, I don't trust anything like that. There was a, a wind game and a snow game last year where Josh Allen lost to Mac Jones because he threw like three passes because it was so horrible conditions. Like, you can't trust games like that. I think Aaron Rodgers will bounce back versus Chicago. But for the full year, if I have him on my team, I'm trying to get rid of him, trying to find a backup, trying to find someone. My God. Hey, hey, Aaron, T-Money's got your back this week, man. T-Money's got your week. back, Aaron. Hey, let's move to running back. Rex Burkhead's my, Burkhead's my question for you, T-Money from Houston. Hey, so much for Damian Pierce being the starter in Texas, yeah. right? 32-year-old Rex Burkhead plays 72% of the snaps I would have guessed ah. that he touched the ball 19 times. He touched the ball at eight targets in the passing game. Yep. Hey, can fantasy managers confidently start Bricker this week against the Broncos given his enormous usage in week one team money is Rex Burkhead a take as a fantasy starter this week, or would that be a mistake? I think he's a take as if you, if, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're looking day. for a flex, if you're looking for a flex, he's a great flex option. No right? more making he fun. He didn't even score a touchdown. He had 12 points, right? And he could have had more for sure. Uh, like you said, his snap share was crazy. He was targeted like crazy. And I think, you know, and especially if you're one of those guys who is really loaded at receiver and you need a good RB2, he has a, a decent ceiling. Uh, uh, you know, possibility at RB2. But if you have him at flex, for sure, like, I'm the genius who drafted him. So, you know, I think that I'm your guy, you know. <laughs> hey, Rex Burke at number 20 out of all the running backs. 19 was Daryl Henderson. 18, Dalvin Cook. Rex Burke had up there right hanging there. with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the final one, T. Let's go to – I'm going to go tight end here on you instead of Ooh. wide receiver. I'm going to ask you about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill rushed four times. For 81 yards and a touchdown while catching his lone target for two yards in the win over the Falcons. He grabbed 15 fantasy points, and here he is again, jumping back into fantasy relevance. Should fantasy managers grab Taysom Hill off the waiver wire tomorrow after his 15 fantasy points, finishing as a top three tight end in week one team money? 
is Taysom Hill, a tight end starter this week versus Tampa Bay, who ranks 26 against tight ends. Or would that be a mistake? That's a mistake. That, just Ooh. get this guy. He's the Jimmy G of freaking tight ends over here, okay? This guy's not First a real mistake. player, okay? <laughs> this guy's not a real player. He had a lucky breakaway. <laughs> That's what people say, and then he gets he a lucky, <laughs> he had a lucky breakaway versus the, un, the undisciplined, horrible Falcons team. So I do not trust this guy to play well versus a decent team like the Bucks. And moving, like you said, he had one target. Oh if he has God. four rushes and one target in every other game this year, he will not break 10 points. So I will not <laughs> start him. Yeah. One reception, one target, two receiving yards, one rush touchdown. They put, they get in the ball at the goal line, man. Okay. So he'll, he'll have eight points. Even if he scores a touchdown, that's what's going to happen. All right. Team money. You're very entertaining in the take or mistake, man. I love that. I know the fans love it too. Hey, that's it for today's show. We hope you had fun with us. Hey, we hope you had some great picks that we gave you too and that you win in the NFL this week. Make sure you check out all of our segments and clips where you can serve your content. Look for us at Father, Son, and Holy Sport. Hey, on behalf of Team Money, I'm G-Man. Enjoy the games and good luck with your picks. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace.